Hey there, we are the representatives of the young generation. We care about global issues such as ecological problems and human rights inequality. We believe that little changes, especially in thoughts and opinions, can be a reason of this world becoming a better place. Let's protect our home as if it was our mother. My name is Annie and my knowledge about nature is not much than yours, however, don't you mind if we will learn together? And here is the first episode of our podcast, which is about environmentalism, the types of it, environmental movement, rights, and etc. First of all, let's sort out what is it? Environmentalism is a political and ethical movement that seeks to improve and protect the quality of the natural environment through changes to environmentally harmful human activities. Through the adoption of forms of political, economic and social organization that are thought to be necessary for, or at least conducive to, the benign treatment of the environment by humans and through a reassessment of humanity's relationship with nature. In various ways, environmentalism claims that living things other than humans and the natural environment as a whole are deserving of consideration in reasoning about the morality of political, economic and social policies. Environmental thought and the various branches of the environmental movement are often classified into two intellectual camps, those that are considered anthropocentric or human-centric in orientation and those considered biocentric or life-centric. This division has been described in other terminology as shallow ecology versus deep ecology and as technocentrism versus ecocentrism. Anthropocentric approaches focus mainly on the negative effects that environmental degradation has on human beings and their interests, including their interests in health, recreation and quality of life. It is often characterized by a mechanistic approach to non-human nature in which individual creatures and species have only an instrumental value for humans. In contrast to anthropocentrism, biocentrism claims that nature has an intrinsic moral worth that does not depend on its usefulness to human beings, and it is this intrinsic worth that gives rise directly to obligations to the environment. Humans are therefore morally bound to protect the environment, as well as individual creatures and species for their own sake. It is worth mentioning that there are also such kinds of environmentalism as apocalyptic environmentalism and emancipatory environmentalism. The vision of the environmental movement of the 1960s and early 70s were generally pessimistic, reflecting to a pervasive sense of civilization malaise and a conviction that Earth's long-term prospects were bleak. Works such as Rachel Carson's Silent Spring, Garrett Hardin's The Tragedy of the Commons, Paul Ehrlich's The Population Bomb, Daniela Mito's The Limits to Growth, and Edward Goldsmith's Blueprint for Survival suggested that the planetary ecosystem was reaching the limits of what it could sustain. 
This so-called apocalypse or survivalist literature encouraged reluctant calls from some environmentalists for increasing the powers of centralized governments over human activities deemed environmentally harmful, a viewpoint expressed most vividly in Robert Heilbrun's An Inquiry into the Human Prospect, which argued that human survival ultimately required the sacrifice of human freedom. Beginning in the 1970s, Many environmentalists attempted to develop strategies for limiting environmental degradation through recycling, the use of alternative energy technologies, the decentralization and democratization of economic and social planning, and for some, a reorganization of major industrial sectors, including the agriculture and energy industries. In contrast to apocalyptic environmentalism, so-called emancipatory environmentalism took a more positive and practical approach, one aspect of which was the effort to promote ecological consciousness and an ethic of stewardship of the environment. One form of emancipatory environmentalism, human welfare ecology, which aims to enhance human life by creating a safe and clean environment as part of a broader concern with distributive justice and reflected the tendency, later characterized as post-materialistic, of citizens in advanced industrial societies to place more importance on quality of life issues than on traditional economic concerns. First time when people got to think about environmental issues. Ecological awareness first appeared in the human record at least 5,000 years ago. Vedic sages praised that wild forests in their hymns, Taoists urged that human life should reflect nature's patterns, and the Buddha taught compassion for all sentient beings. In the Mesopotamian epic of Gilgamesh, there was an apprehension about forest destruction and drying marshes. When Gilgamesh cuts down sacred trees, the deities curse summer with drought, and Ishtar, mother of the earth, Earth goddess sends the bull of heaven to punish Gilgamesh. In ancient Greek mythology, when the hunter Orion vows to kill all the animals, Gaia objects and creates a great scorpion to kill Orion. When the scorpion fails, Artemis, goddess of the forests and mistress of animals, shoots Orion with an arrow. Some of the earliest human stories contain lessons about the sacredness of wilderness, the importance of restraining our power and our obligation to care for the natural world. Early environmental response. 5,000 years ago, the Indus civilization of Mahenjo-daro, an ancient city in modern-day Pakistan, were already recognizing the effects of pollution on human health and practiced waste management and sanitation. In Greece, as deforestation led to soil erosion, the philosopher Plato lamented, all the richer and softer parts have fallen away and the mere skeleton of the land remains. Communities in China, India and Peru understood the impact of soil erosion. They prevented it by creating terraces, crop rotation, and nitrate recycling. The Greek physicians Hippocrates and Galen began to observe environmental health problems such as acid contamination in copper miners. Hippocrates' book Air, Waters, and Places is the earliest surviving European work on human ecology. Interesting facts. In 1306, the English king Edward I limited coal burning in London due to smoke. In the 17th century, the naturalist and the gardener John Evelyn wrote that London resembled the suburbs of hell. These events inspired the first renewable energy boom in Europe, as governments started to subsidize water and wind power.
In the 16th century, the Dutch artist Peter Bruegel the Elder painted scenes of raw sewage and other pollution emptying into rivers. Dutch lawyer Hugo Grotius wrote the Free Sea, claiming that pollution and war violate natural law. Environmental rights Perhaps the first real environmental activists were the Vishnu Hindus of Hijarli. They were slaughtered by the Mahajara of Jodhpur in 1720 for attempting to protect the forest that he failed to build himself a palace. The 18th century witnessed the dawn of modern environmental rights. After a yellow fever epidemic in Philadelphia, Benjamin Franklin petitioned to manage waste and to remove tanneries for clean air as a public right, albeit on land stolen from indigenous nations. Later, American artist George Kathleen proposed that indigenous land be protected as a natural right. At the end of the 19th century, Indiana, Germany, Zoologist Ernst Haeckel wrote General Morphology der Organismen, in which he discussed the relationships among species and coined the word ecology from the Greek oikos, meaning home, the science we now know as ecology. Ecology grew into a full-fledged global movement with the development of nuclear weapons. Albert Einstein, who felt morally troubled by his contribution to the nuclear bomb, drafted an anti-nuclear manifesto in 1955 with the British philosopher Bertrand Russell, signed by 10 Nobel Prize winners. The letter inspired the campaign for nuclear disarmament in the UK, a model for modern, non-violent civil disobedience. Rachel Carson brought the environmental movement into focus with the publication of Silent Spring in the 1962, describing the impact of chemical pesticides on biodiversity. For the first time in the history of the world, she wrote, every human being is now subjected to contact with dangerous chemicals. Shortly before her death, she expressed the emerging ecological ethic in a magazine essay. It is a wholesome and necessary thing for us to turn again to the earth and in the contemplation of her beauties to know the sense of wonder and humility. It is hard to imagine now, but in 1969 most people did have to look it up. Ecology was still not a household word, although it soon would be. History of the environmental movement Concern for the impact on human life of problems such as air and water pollution dates to at least Roman times. Pollution was associated with the spread of epidemic disease in Europe between the late 14th century and the mid-16th century, and soil conservation was practiced in China, India and Peru as early as 2000 years ago. In general, however, such concerns did not give rise to public activism. The contemporary environmental movement arose primarily from concerns in the late 19th century about the protection of the countryside in Europe and the wilderness in the United States and the health consequences of pollution during the Industrial Revolution. In opposition to the dominant political philosophy of the time, liberalism, which held that all social problems, including environmental ones, could and should be solved through the free market. Most early environmentalists believed that government rather than the market should be charged with protecting the environment and ensuring the conservation of resources. 
Environmental organizations established from the late 19th to the mid-20th century were primarily middle-class lobbying groups concerned with nature, conservation, wildlife protection, and the pollution that arose from industrial development and urbanization. There were also scientific organizations concerned with natural history and the biological aspects of conservation efforts. What do we know for today? Environmentalism continues to evolve to face up to new issues such as global warming, overpopulation, genetic engineering, and plastic pollution. The environmental movement, a term that sometimes includes the conservation and green movement, is a diverse scientific, social, and political movement. Environmentalism as a movement covers broad areas of institutional oppression, including for example conception of ecosystems and natural resources into waste, dumping waste into disadvantaged communities, air pollution, water pollution, weak infrastructure, exposure of organic life to toxins, monoculture, anti-polythene drive, and various other focuses. Because of these divisions, the environmental movement can be categorized into these primary focuses environmental science, environmental activism, environmental advocacy, and environmental justice. I want to finish our debut episode by repeating Rachel Carson's words one last time. It is a wholesome and necessary thing for us to turn again to the earth and in the contemplation of her beauties to know the sense of wonder and humility. At the end of it all, don't you have a mother? Let's save the earth, innocent creatures, and humanity, at least for future generations. Thank you, dear listener, for being with me today. Follow You Have a Mother on Instagram, listen to our podcast every week, and share it with your buddies. We would be so glad if you did this. Take care, and bye for now.